Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. How much do you like to be liked? I think we all do. I think it's part of the human condition that we like people to like us and we like to feel that we are liked and we like to feel that those around us think we're decent people and sometimes you work a bit harder than you possibly should to make sure that they do at what point do you become a people pleaser because there's a difference between being just a nice obliging decent individual or being a people pleaser somewhere in between it becomes a problem. Uh, Let me talk for a little while about this and have a think about your own people-pleasing habits. We'll talk about this with Keelan O'Dwyer, who's a behavioural psychologist from Fettle.ie, which is an online therapy site. I guess it is in the human condition, Keelan, isn't it, that we, we, we do like to be liked. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Of course, we like to be liked. We're social creatures and it's wired into our DNA. And our need to be liked and accepted has an evolutionary function. When we were hunter-gatherers, we needed to stay in our group. And we used to be in small groups of six. And to survive, we needed to keep connected with the group and feel accepted by the group because If we didn't, we'd be kicked out of the clan and we'd be left in the wilderness alone. So without a certain amount of wanting to be liked or people pleasing, as you say, you and I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation this morning as our ancestors wouldn't have survived. Mm. We we all make that effort, um, you know, to make ourselves liked, but it can become a problem, can it? Oh, of course it can. So... If you feel like people-pleasing is getting in the way of you living the sort of life you want to live, if you're feeling burnt out or you're neglecting yourself or becoming disconnected from yourself, and if people-pleasing is getting in the way of you having genuine relationships with others, then these are signs that you might want to examine and begin to change those behaviours. Yeah. Is it a part... Is it... it your nature or is it part of a wider thing? Are some people more likely to be people pleasers than others? Do certain do certain professions require us to be people pleasers? Are we brought up to be? Can it depend on how you were brought up? So there are different issues that influence people pleasing. So 
A predominant one would be our past experiences. So if you've had difficult, painful or traumatic experiences, this can play a role in people pleasing. So, for example, if you're bullied at school or by a group of friends, you may begin to try to please others and be as agreeable as possible in order to avoid triggering abusive behaviors in those around you. So the people pleasing can act as a form of self-protection or perhaps people pleasing was a way that you got love and affection as a child. For example, you may have had a cold mother who could be quite neglectful and dismissive and growing up if you did the chores or if you acted in a way that was pleasing to your mother, that they showed you love. And then you may cultivate a belief around that. And that belief could be in order to be loved, I need to be in service of others. Mm-hmm. And so you can act on those beliefs and those people-pleasing patterns can follow you into adulthood in your romantic relationships and friendships. But also the workplace, of course, our environments can reinforce people-pleasing behaviours. So generally, we think people-pleasing has its roots in childhood, but in some cases, it can appear in adulthood quite commonly in the workplace, especially if you work in an organisation that rewards that behaviour. And a trend I've noticed, particularly over the last few years, is employees saying, I'm burnt out. I need to stop going overboard and work and helping my team. But if I don't go over the top, I'll be passed over for promotion because what they're noticing is their peers and their managers who are going the extra mile are progressing. And then we see that and we begin to mirror that behavior. And then over time, it becomes a way of being. So environments can play a huge role in people pleasing as well in regards to compassionate roles, such as being a nurse or a caregiver. It's important to, while it's important to have those qualities, that kindness and caring, especially when we're looking after others, it's so important that we take time to practice self-care for ourselves mm. and put ourselves first also. And then we have more to give to others as well over time. That's the interesting thing about people pleasing. Once you actually fill up your own cup first, you've so much more to give to others long term. Do people pleasers, Keelan, sometimes take on extra work or extra tasks or stuff that isn't theirs to do just to keep themselves, uh, to keep people happy with them? Yes. So what usually happens is the people pleaser may be triggered. So common triggers for people pleasing include kind of fear of rejection. So in that case, you might be afraid to say no to a friend because you're afraid they might reject you. Typically, people pleasers fear conflict with others. They want to fit in. They want others to be nice to them. Again, that's a self-protective function of people pleasing. And people pleasers generally want others to be happy and they can feel uncomfortable if they feel that others are unhappy. And there's a huge link between people pleasing and perfectionism. So when we want everything to be just so and perfect, say, in work with our family, this can also extend to our relationships also. So sometimes to avoid, usually people pleasing, it's to avoid something that we perceive as negative, be it that fear of rejection or fear of conflict, so on and so forth, and that can drive our behavior. Mm. Bending over backwards to keep a positive atmosphere or avoid any form of conflict. At what point does it become problematic for the individual? 
It becomes so, usually what I find with people pleasing is it becomes problematic and usually when people seek help is when the long-term consequences of that behavior outweigh the benefits. So the example I gave earlier, you start in a new workplace, you want to do well in your job, so you're a super team member, you help everyone out, you go above and beyond in your job, staying late, your team loves you, you're climbing up the corporate ladder, you may have gotten promoted and compliments off your boss, but that's not sustainable long-term. So then you begin to find that you're lacking energy to connect with your partner when you come home from work. You feel tired and burnt out all the time. You're falling behind in work now and your own performance is impacted and your partner saying, I don't have much time for your late nights and you just don't have the energy to connect with your children. So as you can see in this example, there's a departure point where this employee has went too far mm. and this people-pleasing behavior, it isn't making their life better anymore it's actually making it worse their health is affected they're missing out on special moments with their family and their romantic relationship is at risk so that's typically when change happens and that's typically when we know we've went too far if if the people pleasing is taking away from us having the sort of life we want to leave lead and we're missing out on what what's important to us that's when there's a huge signal that it's it's time for change so how can you change how can you stop doing it any advice so tips i would give to people so just to be aware that people pleasing behavior it's one of the most difficult behaviors to stop because the payoffs are enormous we get compliments you know we are looked up to by others there's so many rewards we can get for it so where I will begin is to say no more. And a really simple way to start with this is to say no to requests by text or email. So say, for example, your friends put in the group chat today, oh, let's go out for dinner tomorrow, but you have a lot on and you don't really want to go. Just start saying no there. Say, oh, sorry, can't make it tonight. Have a great time. And then build on the behavior from there. It's easier to say no to people that we, we aren't connected to. So if a cashier tries to upsell to you or tells you about the special offers, just say, I'm no in not interested today, thanks. And then build up to saying no to small requests from family and friends. Another really important tip is to, where possible, stall for time. So people pleasers have a habit of saying yes right away. So for example, if your colleague comes up and asks you for help with something, say to them, oh, I need to check my calendar and get back to you. Taking the time to respond to a request can give you time to evaluate and decide whether it's something you truly want to do. So research has found by taking a short pause before making any choice increases our decision-making accuracy and we're more likely to do what's best for us when we have time to evaluate our options. And the last tip is to prioritize yourself more. Hmm. If we've been people-pleasing for a long period of time, we can become disconnected from ourselves and there's a huge correlation between people-pleasing and feeling burnt out. So a simple way to start is just by carving out time to do one kind deed for yourself a day. And when you're doing that action, really tap into the intention of kindness underpinning it. So a lot of research has been done into this. Something as simple that you may take for granted as taking a bath every night. When you do it, with the intention of kindness underpinning it, the, the effects are heightened and it improves your levels of self-compassion and it helps you to begin to build a more nurturing relationship with yourself, which will help you over time. You know, I used a, a word in 
introducing you there, Keelan, and I said, we like to be thought of as obliging people. And it's one of the nicest mm. things you can say about a colleague. Ah, oh, very obliging chap or very obliging <laughs> woman, right? You don't want to turn, oh, you don't want anyone saying, oh, what an unobliging so-and-so. You don't want to go from A to B. So how do you avoid that? Yes, and I'm really happy that you said that because we are all or nothing creatures and it has been my experience, especially working as a behavioral psychologist, that when we first try to change a behavior, we can end up going too far the other way. So if your partner or your friend is trying to be less of a people pleaser, but they're perhaps taking it a little too far, know that that is part of the process and that tends to happen when we first try to change behavior, but that will dissipate over time. But if it doesn't, you know, you can have a compassionate word with them. But just kind of to remind yourself that being kind and caring whilst having boundaries and prioritizing yourself, all these things can exist together and it's not just one or the other. So if you do notice that you're taking it too far or you're being too assertive to a point where it's affecting your relationship and your quality of life, just ask yourself, how can I walk the middle path? So there is a way you can honor your needs, but also consider others. And of course, there is a middle ground for every situation. So what I would say to anyone who is struggling to kind of be somewhere in the middle is to stop and reflect for a couple of minutes and connect with that inner wisdom. So stop, reflect and connect. And the answers will come on ways to kind of compromise and be more balanced in your approach. Because like if you have a, a work relationship or a friendship, and let's focus on a friendship. Friendships mm. are based on the kind of personality that you both are. If you purposely start changing your personality, I, in other words, start stop being such a people pleaser, you could end up losing or damaging friendships. Could you? Yes, that is um, the kind of unfortunate side of this. But what I kind of say to people is to start small. Again, the small requests, build it up over time. So it's not such a shock to people. Yeah. But if someone is truly your friend, you'll want what's best for them. And it's always helpful to kind of share your goals with people who are kind and caring. So if you have a kind and caring, compassionate friend, be like, look, you know, I'm actually trying to be less of a people pleaser. Um, and what you'll tend to find is your true friends will help you. And then if, you know, relationships, they need to be reciprocal. So if you're not getting back what you give out, mm. then long term, it is it is best that that friendship in kind a, in of... A true friend should be able to turn around and say, actually, you know what? Yeah, you needed to do that. Yes, of course. And I've had many friends turn around to me and m me, myself to friends and be like, look, I'm doing this. And what you'll find is your friends truly support you. And yes, of course, it is upsetting when you think you have a friendship with someone and it turns out that it's not reciprocal. But again, that short term pain, long term gain. There will be people out there who will love, appreciate and care for you. And you can have balanced relationships. So it's better to work towards that and focus on. Courts 96 FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. 
Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 